0: Our professor in seminary, Shirley Guthrie, liked to say this about the church. The church is like Noah's Ark. If it wasn't for the storm outside, you couldn't stand the stink inside. Today is All Saints Sunday, the festival day honoring the saints of the church at which Dr. Guthrie poked fun. The church, a complicated, beautiful, and sometimes stinky assembly of imperfect people. On All Saints Sunday, we remember the saints who have moved on to the church triumphant. And we also have to give thanks for the imperfect saints who are alive, striving in the good work God has called the church to do. Now, even with faith the size of a mustard seed, we strive so that others might catch a glimmer of God's love, God's unconditional love for all people. Now, for some illogical reason, God decided long ago to take a huge risk on humans. In the first letter of Peter, the early Christ followers were told, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. But knowing what we know about all the really bad stuff the church has done over the centuries, in God's name no less, it's hard to understand why we're called holy. The Latin word for holy or the Latin word for saint means holy, sanctus, and holy means be set apart. And the word for church in Greek, ecclesia, means to be called out, to call out. Thus, followers of Jesus are bound together in Christ's name, set apart for acts of love, and called out into the world, not to go to church, but to be the church, by offering others the reconciling life we've received through Jesus' love and justice and joy. Now, I think being reminded of who we are as the church is particularly essential to hear at this time in history. Why? Because our nation is charged with anxiety and anger and our anxious and angry world needs the church to shape up, to take seriously our task, to love indiscriminately as God so loves. The swell of worry around this presidential election is palpable. As of this day, October 28, 73 million people have voted early. This is historic. People have skin in the game in this election, and we are watching thousands of bodies standing in lines for hours to cast their votes. Each political party feels hopeful for their guy to win, but neither party is certain theirs will. Now, as followers of Jesus, All Saints Sunday reminds us we must be careful not to confuse our political affiliation with our true identity as God's people. God's call transcends any political platform. Jesus said the law can be summed up in two commandments, to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, all our political convictions should hang. It is descriptively true that decisions for our country tend to be shaped by the party in office and the values to which that party subscribes. Therefore, we must vote responsibly, giving careful consideration to the consequences of our voting. And I admit. I, like so many others I know, have let myself fall into a spiral of fear that if my candidate doesn't win, all goodness in people will evaporate or our nation might collapse or democracy might die. But the faith of our forebears assures me the world has not slipped out of God's hands. The faith of the saints of old assures me God sits enthroned over our lives. The faith of our ancestors assures me God has been managing light and darkness since the beginning of time. And the Holy Spirit will continue to brood over the light and dark of the world as it is. No matter how much hand-wringing we do, God's hands remain still. And no matter what level of concern we have for our future, God is not afraid. God, in fact, is active in the world today and will continue to be active in the world through imperfect saints like you and me. God insists on beckoning us to keep running the race of faith with a steady, resolute gaze fixed on Jesus. Now we can be sure of this. God will keep calling the church to be faithful to the gospel and its values, regardless of which person will be sitting in that Oval Office January 21st. Above and beyond all other affiliations and labels, our identity as Christians, as as is in our baptism as beloved children of God. No matter what the outcome will be in this presidential race, our work will continue to be the same, to show compassion for the poor, to draw in the outcast, to care for the stranger, and to liberate those in prison. No matter the political party in power, Our call and work will not change. Our running mate in our faith is Jesus Christ. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is the pioneer and perfecter, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Faith is more of a long distance relay race. No matter how tired we feel, We can be strengthened by the cheering from the stands, the encouragement from the sidelines, the shouting from that great cloud of witnesses, those saints who from their labors rest, who now pass on the baton to us. All Saints Sunday for me is what I consider get some perspective Sunday. All Saints Day reminds us that whatever challenges we face this day They are not more difficult than the hardships experienced by the generations before us. It is imperative that we tell their stories so that we might inherit inherit courage from theirs. I want to end on a lighter note because we can use one. Trending on social media these days is a lovely song called the Keep Going Song by the Bengsons, a married couple who were stuck in quarantine in Dayton, Ohio. You can Google them and the song. It's curious how this heartfelt song of theirs um, has become an encouragement, cheering millions of people on during these difficult days. And for me, this little ditty echoes the voices of the saints of old urging us onward. I hope your heart is touched by just some of the lyrics. And I pray when we meet again that the world has changed into the world that we are imaging now together. And I pray that the world has become the world that we're planting inside of ourselves for each other, for our ancestors, and for our kids, This is a rough beginning. That's all I've got is a rough beginning to offer you. We're going to start by singing some songs in this tiny space together. We're just going to sing some songs for you. And we hope that when you hear them, you will feel a little bit less alone and we will feel a little bit less alone in the work and in the hurt, and we will be together somehow. Keep going, keep going, keep going on. Amen.